When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, Vikings vent line. Every Sunday right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and podcast feed. What's going on, everyone? Declan Goff here to take you through another off-season edition where my guys Nick and Joe are about to join us to talk a little preseason. We'll talk expectations for the upcoming season. Uh, and if you, the listener, the watcher, would like to be on this show, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. We're exactly, we're recording this a little early, but we're a month away uh, from the season starting in week one against Tampa Bay at home in Minneapolis at U.S. Bank Stadium. So we got another about a month Months worth of Vikings Vent Line offseason editions uh, to get through. So if you'd like to join one of those shows, hit me up. It's Vikings Vent Line at gmail.com. Once the season gets going, uh, Mackie, Judd, myself welcome a ton of Vikings fans uh, on the show right after week one ends and uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium against the Bucks to bring you on here, talk about the game. Uh, it's one of the most fan friendly and most fun shows out there. It's Vikings Vent Line. So we're jacked that we're already less than a month out from doing that again. So if you want to be on a future episode, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Also, shout out to our friends at TCL. Football season around the corner. Go get yourself a TCL television. Uh, enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And also hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment right here on this YouTube channel. Give us a five-star review. We're nearing 1,000 reviews on Apple Podcasts. More reviews means more people discover the show. So please, if you're ever so kind, Leave us a review, hit a like button, hit a subscribe button, and tell a few friends about Purple Daily, which is Daily Vikings Entertainment. All right, let's get our guys on here. Let's get Nick. Let's get Joe on. Uh, Nick, you are calling from your car, you said. You are in, and forgive me, you said Virginia? Yes, Virginia. Okay, and Joe, where are you calling from, my man? Calling from just outside of Toronto, up here in Canada. So okay. 45 minutes to Buffalo, but yeah, big Vikings Nice. Standing. Did you make it to the Bills game last year? Uh, no, no. I've seen him in Detroit a few times and uh, okay. Chicago, so we're kind of in a good pocket. They they come up this way a couple times a year. Nice, man. Good to hear. Uh, Nick was telling me off mic because uh, he's from Virginia, and I like to, just like I did with Joe there, I like to figure out everyone's from, figure out their lineage as a Vikings fan. And Nick maybe told me one of the most uh, absurd stories of how he became <laughs> a Vikings fan. So, Nick, uh, I'm going to give you the floor here. When did you first become a Vikings fan, and what happened on Christmas uh, as as a young boy that made you a Vikings fan? Yeah, so uh, in '98 was when I really started to like, you know, catch on to football, and the Vikings were obviously really good. Drafted some guy named Randy Moss. We didn't hear much from him, but uh, so on Christmas, my mother, a wonderful human being, got me a Gary Anderson 
jersey. It's the cheapest jersey you can buy. And my man went on to to just blow the the biggest disaster game I've ever seen on television. I never wore that jersey again. Ever. Man, that is rough. And like a cruel was is your mom like a pseudo Packers or Falcons fan? Like like what yeah. happened there? So I mean my family is from Michigan. My grandpa's a Lions okay. fan. Um so I guess so. But yeah, I know I just so I'm the reason why we're cursed. So I do apologize to all the Vikings fans. Man, that is a that is a great story. Great story if you ever uh see Nick down in Virginia and you are, are cheers in a cheers in a before I die or watching the vikings let him tell you that story because that's uh that's heartbreaking right there that is some heartbreaking stuff my friend it's too bad yeah um all right boys let's get into vikings vent line here i want to start you guys off with this one uh so kirk cousins is entering the last year of his contract i'd like to know just straight up i'll answer this is kind of black and white should the vikings actually extend kirk cousins should they just take care of this thing now instead of letting the season play out maybe he prices himself out because he balls out in 2023 so, Nick, should the Vikings extend Kirk Cousins before the season starts? Yes or no? Um, so the way I, I have to look at it, I'm the biggest stand for Kirk Cousins and the biggest hater at the very same time. Um, I'd say don't extend him. Uh, he's got to prove it at this point. I mean, it's there's no reason for us to just be like, yeah, we go to the playoffs and we'll win some divisions. It's just not enough for me anymore. I, I really want a championship for Minnesota. And if he gets us there this year, pay him all the money in the world. But if not, you know, it's just something we have to revisit. Yeah, it's a it's a tough situation for them. I don't think they'll they'll extend him before it happens. But um, but they're betting they're betting on or Kirk's betting on himself a little bit here, and we'll see with his age and the year he has if he ends up pricing himself out, and if the Vikings want to enter that unknown territory, which they are. Uh, usually in but pre-Kirk Cousins, of what they want to do at the most important position in sports. But it is an interesting, interesting decision that they want to do. I don't think Cousins' camp is pushing for it behind the scenes anymore. I think they're going to let this play out. But it could be a big surprise, obviously, before the season starts. Joe, how about you, man? Uh, should the Vikings extend Kirk Cousins before the season starts? I'm, I'm with Nick. I've got a, I've got a love-hate thing with Kirk Cousins. I think every Vikings fan does. But I think I would. I would extend him. Uh, obvious caveat is his contract term. He's going to be 35 starting next year, I think. So if you can get him on another two-year extension, I'm fine with it. And I think a lot of it's just lack of anyone else in the system. I have no confidence in Nick Mullins. Hall, way too way too young at this point. So if you if you don't, you're going to kind of be scrammed in the free agency bin. And, and I don't think you want to do that with Justin Jefferson going into his prime. I think you're going to waste a couple of years of him. So you know what you got with Kirk. He's kind of your tier two, tier three, slightly above average guy, right? So I think you can win with him. You got to you got to really improve the defense. You got to get a better interior line, keep him upright, keep him healthy, all that stuff. So I think with lack of better options, you keep him for a couple of years, take a few runs, and hopefully you can find a find a gem somewhere in the draft and develop him because. I don't think we're going to get a high pick and, and I don't think we're getting a great free agent in the next couple of years. So for lack of lack of better options, I think you, you got to roll with them for a few years. You bring up the Justin Jefferson part that if they indeed extend him um, and if you're JJ's camp too, they probably want to know what the long-term plan is with Kirk. 
Uh, now, I think when you give someone like Justin Jefferson life-changing money, I would be pretty surprised if someone of that age and that stature just says no to that without this caveat of the quarterback position. But it's a big one for him. I mean, he doesn't want to mm-hmm. enter uncertainty with some backup to your point, like Nick Mullins, if that was the case, or if they sign some guy off the street and free agency, that's kind of like tier three, tier four quarterback. You certainly don't want that as well if you're Justin Jefferson, um, which also is like a, just an interesting domino here. I mean, do you guys think also in the, in the same vein, with, but with J.J., Nick, do you see a deal getting done for Justin Jefferson before the season starts? Um, I I would like to think so. Um, I don't think it's a huge problem. I think the only thing is injury is the only thing that concerns me is if we pay him all this money and, God forbid, something happens this year, you know, I could see why they don't extend him. But mm-hmm. I am team pay that man all the money in the world. Um and that's why I'm so lenient on Kirk Cousins, because if you can't get us to a championship, I'd rather, you know, stick with Jaron Hall draft. You know, if we can't get Drake May or Caleb Williams, you know, you have the Michigan quarterback. You have, you know, I'm not high on Bo Nix, but, you know, I'd rather try to give the keys to the kid. You know, if we build up a Ferrari for him, he can go fast. So, you know, I'm definitely team pay JJ all the money. Um, if Kirk takes us to at least the NFC championship, I would say, you know, keep them. But JJ wants to win a championship. And with the way the NFL is nowadays, you know, a lot of these teams are just giving the keys to these kids and like just building it up and getting them all the, all the defense on all the superstars and letting them get to, you know, the championships. Yeah. They got to pay the superstar and they got to keep him happy. It's kind of like, you know, with, with Daniel Hunter, they basically just admitted, all right, we'll give you a bunch of money this year and we might have to say goodbye next year, but they definitely could not have gone into this season. And with him holding out to a degree uh, without paying him and finding a resolution there, except Daniel Hunter's not on this team. Well, that defense looks a lot different. The Vikings as a whole are going to be a worse team. They obviously had to just pay the guy. Uh, But with JJ, he is such a game changing wide receiver in a sport that I think has, more talented wide receivers than we've seen in a long time too. Uh, so I do think you can find really good wide receivers, but clearly JJ's, I mean, he, he's probably the best receiver in the NFL. So you got to keep that guy happy and having Kirk uh, throw the football to him will obviously be pretty ideal as well. Uh, on the preseason front. So the first Vikings first preseason game took place on Thursday night against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Joe, which Vikings player has the most to prove this preseason? I think, you could you could probably make a case for half of that 2022 draft, the first few for sure. Yeah. Uh, seen Ingram, all of them have have not lived up to expectations. But I think for me, Lewisine's probably the biggest one. Looked pretty bad in the first preseason game. Um, I was kind of giving him a pass. He got injured, obviously, a couple games in the last season. But I ha- I had high hopes for him coming out of Georgia. He was on you know a top historic defense right um and you passed over somebody like kyle hamilton who's probably going to be compared to for a while um whether that's fair or not but you put a lot of high draft capital towards those guys and they've not really done a thing i think you're going to get bailed out a little bit with you know makai blackman being a third rounder this year stepping in right away but Mm -hmm. if you kind of bust on first second round picks in you know quasi's first draft it's not going to look great so i don't think you need them to be great or elite at all in the safety in the safety room it's it's pretty deep there but he's got to be on the field a little bit he's got to stay healthy and he's got to be you know he's got to contribute at least a bit he he can't be a nobody and he can't be you know 
getting pushed out by guys that are that are way lower lower, lower drafted for him. So I'm hoping he turns it around, but I'm not. After last night, I'm not. I'm not super confident to be honest. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a rough go of it for him, and I know that yeah. people wanted to give him a pass with the injury, rightfully so. Uh, but the fact he in OTAs, mini camp, and now we're about halfway through training camp, the fact he really is clearly solidified as a backup is not a great sign. And yeah, that draft class in general between Lewis Seen not hitting the ceiling, Booth having injuries. I mean, Ed Ingram got a lot of runs, so that's not a great sign either. That he's indeed locked in to be a starter again, or at least not have some competition that could be brought in externally behind him. Uh, that draft class looks a rough. I guess you can look at it both sides if it's a bad draft class, but the Vikings aren't, you know, destroyed or derailed because of that bad draft class, and that's going to happen to a degree. But yeah, you'd you'd like to see a first year general manager obviously find some diamonds in the rough or hit on the picks he's supposed to at in one of those two situations. And unfortunately for Quasi in that first draft class, it's obviously teetering uh, towards bust territory. Nick, how about you though? Um, when you look at this preseason, you see these rookies, you see these second year players that are trying to prove some things. Who do you want to see prove the most uh, in preseason for the Vikings? So uh, my dyslexic self, I actually misread the question. But so I actually wrote down three and just three quick reasons. One is actually Lewis seen. I'm actually the complete opposite of you guys. I'm not worried about him. It, I'm a big fan of if we don't need him to step in right now, don't play him. And coming off the injury, um, you know, last night I just saw a kid that was a little bit too excited to play football. And I think he was just, you know, trying to get the right steps, but like, why would you ever try to tackle a guy like that? So I think Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, part of it is him being too excited. Uh, The second one is Ivan Pace. I've been team Ivan Pace gang. Um, You know, I do a bunch of mock drafts and I always wanted to see where Pace would fall because I thought he fit perfect. And then uh, the other guy is, uh, is Andrew Booth. I just, I don't even know because it's not injury at this point. It's just, is he not studying? It, I, everything I saw, he's just out of place. Um, so that just tells me he's just not attacking it. And, you know, I don't think he could blame Quasi or anything like that because the hope is you can come in, you know, read the playbook and play. But he just looked lost all night long. And like you said, they didn't even bring him in until the third or fourth quarter. That's a, a terrible sign. So with Lewis seen, I'm, I'm a little, you know, I'm not on that train yet. Um, I just see a kid excited to play football. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he was itching to get out there. He hadn't been out in a real game since the London injury. So I completely understand that. And yeah, there's time. It's kind of nice that he's not being asked to be the starting safety. Like to your point, Harrison Smith's going to be here another year. Cam Bynum's capable. Josh Metellus is this like freak hybrid that can play almost all these weird positions. Um, and can Lewis seen still studied a little bit? and then maybe get after it and is and is maybe an impact player during the season at some point due to injury, or maybe by next year he shows enough development behind the scenes and on the football field that he can kind of crack that roster and unfortunately prove a lot of people wrong uh, that he's not a draft bust and he can actually step in and be a very capable player like he was at Georgia, like Joe was talking about where he was a really good player and one of the highest regarded defensive players on a really good defense for the Bulldogs as well. Uh, but you'd like to see Lewis seen obviously develop and hopefully he's uh, not a bust for Quasi's sake either on that defensive side. Uh, Joe, have you, or do you trust that this Vikings defense under Brian Flores has made these necessary tweaks to improve? I mean, it's been one of the worst defenses in the NFL the last three years. Do you finally see this Vikings defense trending up in the right direction in 2023? Can't, can't get any worse, right? It's, <laughs> There's nowhere to go but up, I think, from looking at last year's team. We were, what, second last in, in yards per game, 
only in front of kind of an embarrassing Lions defense, right? So I really think Flores obviously is going to turn things around. I hope I hope he does, but I think it's going to take some time. I think we got to be patient. Schedule's not kind to us either. We got Eagles, Chargers, Chiefs all in the first five or six weeks. So it's going to be tough. Um, we lost some good players, obviously. Uh, Z Smith, Pat Peterson, um, Shelly Island, some of these guys that, you know, that were contributing, that were vets too, right? So they've been replaced. Obviously, a lot of them are young guys, but we got to see a step forward probably from some of the 2022 draft class. But I'm cautiously optimistic. I think we're going to be quicker, I think, which is nice. Um, we were so slow last year. Um, and I think just moving away from from the soft, you know, shell defense that Donatel ran should immediately probably have some dividends. But um, I don't I don't see us being a, a great defense. I think just to move up into the top 20 is going to have to be good enough, right? You, you try and be a top five offense and a average defense and and hope that does it for you but i'm excited it's going to be a it's going to be very improved and and we'll see some creative aggressive defense for once instead of just you know sitting back and getting picked apart for for a whole game so this is tom bernard can't get enough of sports talk with phil Mackey and judd zolgad tune in to the new tom bernard show podcast monday through friday as phil and judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Yeah, it feels like the speed is definitely going to catch up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, between Pat P., Eric Kendricks, good players, um, but all slow. of very good players, some of them who might, yeah, might even be in the Hall of Fame, but they're slow. They're older guys, and now you have an influx of inexperience to a degree, but also speed. And if Brian Flores, who is one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL and was a former NFL head coach, is even using this as a launching pad, get a new gig uh, in about six to eight months. You know, if he turns around this Vikings defense, will obviously be right there as a contender of getting a new job too. So if he can yeah. turn it around, I'm all for it. What about you, Nick? Do you uh, do you have trust that this Vikings defense is going back in the right direction? Whew. So. I'm actually very, very high on our defense. I think if we stay healthy, I think we're going to be a problem. Because last night, I know we lost by 10 points. But from the, the early on with these kids that, you know, we picked up this year and uh, Caleb Evans and, and Byron Murphy, I see a lot of people in the right places at the right time, um, especially Ivan Pace. You know, he's not the biggest guy, but I, every time I, I looked at him last night, he's in the right place. And that's all you can ask for. The defense last year, you know, I don't think they were slow. I just think it was terrible play calling. I mean, I can call a better game on Madden if you give me a controller. Uh, it, it was horrible, and there was zero adjustments in game, out of game, by week. There was no adjustments, and I just think, you know, there's no way you can run a, a defense like that. So with Brian Flores, I'm I'm actually very high. I think we should be aggressive, like uh like Joe was saying. We're fast. We're young. Um, if these these kids can stay in the right place and stay healthy, I'm actually I think we could crack into the top 15. But if you're just going to sit in a, in a cover two zone, it's going to be 31st every time. Anyone who runs that defense is going to be 31st or 32nd every single time. I love I love your idea of uh, being a Madden controller and just uh, basically, hey, Donatello, <laughs> give me the, give me the sticks here. Look, I got it. Let me call it. 
I, get Nick I on the sideline. Get Nick on the sideline for. <laughs> I mean, it, it it was it was a joke, and every week I was like, okay, maybe he'll fix it. Maybe he'll fix it. We got to week fourteen, fifteen. I was like, what is it? I, I'm never a guy fire the coach midseason. I was on the. I was standing on the table. Fire this guy. Like anybody can call a better game, and you know I'm not trying to be mean to the guy, but it's just why would you do that? I feel like you wasted you wasted a lot of people's time last year running mm-hmm. that defense. Agreed, man. Yeah, uh, I think they probably should have made that call, and unfortunately they didn't, and it probably prevented them from potentially making a run in the NFC playoffs, even if the Niners or Eagles were in their way. Uh, before we wrap here on Vikings Vent Line, Jody, any last takes? Do you have any uh, shout-outs you'd love to give? I don't know if there's a bunch of Vikings fans up there uh, across the border with you that you watch games with, but any shout-outs or last takes? Go ahead, my friend. Yeah, we got a few Vikings fans up here. We're, we're too close to Buffalo. They're mostly Bills fans. But uh, I think my last thoughts, I'm just excited about the season. I think we're going to win the division again. Um, I'm not overly confident in in all the hype Detroit's getting. Um, they'll be up there, but I, I think we take it again. And, and I'm not really concerned about Chicago or the Packers. I think they'll take big steps back. So excited for the year. I think we're probably at 10 and 16, 10 and 17, something like that. But if we can get in, I think we're probably – prime to to be a more competitive playoff team than we were last year right so um give a shout out to my dad he's a he's a huge Steelers fan but uh watch a lot of ball with him um and I'll shout out the WFL my fantasy league top 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 <laughs> fantasy league in Canada I think so nice, eight of those guys we watch uh, we watch a lot of a lot of the games on red zone together so hey all you awesome man love it uh, Nick, you told me off mic before we hit the record button that uh, we robbed you of a touchdown to Daniel Hunter. Do you want to explain yourself there? So my, my prediction was that Daniel Hunter would stay healthy and play more than 12 games, and everyone agreed TD. And then when you guys did, you guys brought it back on the show, they were like, yeah, this guy, yeah, we're not, that's a, that's a check down. <laughs> I was like, what? No, uh, but I'll, I would love to, you know, get back on there. So I, you guys don't need to add a touchdown, but I just thought it was funny. Dude, uh, join the club. I feel like I get robbed by touchdowns all the time. Okay. I mean, I, I, I have a lot more misses than I do completion. So I feel you that, uh, unfortunately sometimes the write that down gods and not even the gods, the, uh, the creators, if you will, and Phil Mackey and, and Judd Zolgad love to, uh, then have a little power hungry against you. So join the club, <laughs> man. Been there, done that, uh, on write that down. Uh, all right, boys. Appreciate you guys coming on. Great takes, great stuff. And if anyone who's listening, watching this, wants to come on a future episode, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Uh, hit that subscribe button too for daily Vikings entertainment. We just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.